Hello, and welcome to this edition of Secure Networks, the Indace Packet Forensic Files, with your host, Michael Morris. This week's very special guest is Seamus McGillicuddy, Vice President of Research for EMA. Seamus, welcome. Thank you for joining. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I am the Vice President of Research at Enterprise Management Associates, which is an industry analyst firm in um, Colorado. And uh, I basically do um, survey-based and interview-based research into how IT organizations manage their networks uh, from designing to building to operationalizing and to, uh, to some extent, ex securing uh, their networks. Although I, I do have colleagues at EMA that uh, focus exclusively on security, so I try not to step on their toes. Uh, and I look at networks from a broad perspective in the enterprise space, so everywhere from the data center and the, the cloud, the private cloud, public cloud, hybrid cloud, multi-cloud, out to the user edge, whether that's a branch office, um, a corporate local area network, or a work from home environment. So everything in between there, you know, anything that's, you know, connecting people to applications, to data, to services, that's what I look at. All things network. Well, that, this makes you a perfect uh, guest for us to get some insight from you. Um, as you've been in network management for a number of years, with all the changes going on, what are some of the biggest challenges and changes you see happening right now in the network management space? Um, first of all, I've seen a big shift towards hybrid and multi-cloud, and that means that network operations needs end-to-end -end visibility across their cloud estates. Um, monitoring north-south traffic like you did in a, a traditional client-server-oriented data center uh, just isn't enough anymore. You need east-west east traffic, looking at right. traffic between uh, hypervisors, between virtual machines, between servers, between uh, POSA servers, um, between clouds. Uh, also, uh, we've seen that uh, a lot of uh, enterprises tend to uh, find that their traditional network monitoring and management solutions are not always up to supporting that, that new cloud reality, and a lot of them end up having to acquire new tools or customize their existing tools to get the visibility they need. Uh, and also we find that the enterprises that are most successful with network operations tell us that their existing tool set was capable of providing adequate network uh, visibility in the cloud, which means that uh, the more prepared you are to deal with the cloud, the more likely you are to succeed overall in making sure your network is operating sufficiently. Right. Also, we see WAN transformation, wide area network transformation being really hot. Uh, it kind of gains steam uh, a lot more quickly than I think people realized with SD-WAN, software-defined WAN, mm -hmm. unlocking uh, limitations around the use of the internet as a primary means of connecting your sites to the network. Um, uh, they, that technology helps uh, secure that connectivity. It helps uh, protect performance. It does present a little bit of uh, complications around visibility and monitoring that uh, you, you still need your third-party monitoring tools to be able to support SD-WAN. And then uh, more recently uh, with the uh, pandemic, we've seen a shift towards work from home and a need for secure remote access 
scaling up, uh, scaling up to meet the needs of more people working from home. And as a result, all that's driving a lot more complexity in network operations in general. Right. That, that was something I wanted to drill in a little more. With the shift to remote workforces, how is that really affecting NetOps teams and their processes they do? Well, the first thing that I saw was the, uh, the network operations teams pointing their traditional monitoring tools that they usually use to monitor uh, network performance in their data centers, pushing those tools at, pointing those tools at their VPN concentrators, okay. which help them monitor and manage capacity of those concentrators, um, which is good, but that doesn't give you direct insight into end user experience. Um, We've seen interest in solutions that can accelerate application performance at the home office and in the cloud and SaaS environments. And we've also seen interest in active monitoring from the home office via probes. We've seen some uh, uh, SD-WAN vendors develop um, uh, software-based capabilities where you can deploy software-based SD-WAN gateways that have a little bit of visibility capability in them to give you that visibility into the end user. But really, the, the biggest thing is figure out how to, to scale out that support of those people working from home because now instead of, you know, monitoring, uh, you know, some corporate sites with hundreds or thousands of users, now every user is their own corporate site. And, you know, the support teams have to be able to scale up how they make sure all those people are able to be productive uh, while working right. from home. Are you seeing some best practices uh, that are helping to simplify those scaled up distributed environments? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, I think, I, I think uh, there's, there's a, there are a lot of pieces that have to come together and then there's some innovation that needs to happen. Um, there, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of innovation happening before this hit, like um, zero trust network access, mm -hmm. uh, zero trust secure remote access, uh, the development of software defined perimeters and things like that uh, would enable uh, a more centralized and, and automated approach to managing remote network access. And those solutions might have some integrated monitoring capabilities that would give insight not just into security, but also into end user experience. And our research shows that there is some focus on, you know, as we're, we're providing remote access to all these remote users, all these home office people, um, it's not just about giving them a secure VPN-like capability to get into the net corporate network, but we also have to find a way to make sure that their user experience is also uh, working. Right. And that's going to require a lot of things like um, yeah, integrated monitoring capabilities, integration of uh, remote access and stuff with like IT service management and help desk platforms mm -hmm. so that when people file a ticket, there's a more automated and systemic way to respond to that ticket and figure out what the problem is without having to do a lot of hunting and gathering of information. Right. No, one of the things we've seen um, from, from our perspective, we've seen a major uh, surge or growth in AI solution. You talked about a lot of innovation happening. Uh, and some of these AI solutions uh, have really focused on metadata and interpreting a lot of information out of the metadata. One question for you, how do you see the value of metadata versus full packet data? Um, and, and do you think there's a place for both? There's absolutely a place for both full packet data and the metadata that you derive from them. And there's a whole, there's a whole uh, industry of enterprise uh, well, network performance management mm -hmm. and security 
uh, monitoring uh, vendors in general who, who um, their whole business is converting uh, packets into metadata for quick analysis and uh, the storing of that metadata for um, back-in-time analysis. Uh, but also, you'll see those vendors simultaneously will have solutions for storing the raw packets because one, you know, in the simplest terms, metadata is valuable for providing a very broad operational view of your network and and doing fault isolation and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. While uh, packet data, the raw packets. Um, captured to disk allow you to dig into the root cause of a problem and, and get deeper insights into what exactly happened and reconstruct what happened if you're right. doing some sort of forensic analysis. So enterprises need to store both metadata and packet data to the extent that their businesses require. We often hear complaints from network operations professionals who tell us that some of their tools only summarize the data that they collect and analyze without full retention, which prevents them from being able to drill down for more insights. Right. So, you know, they, they would love to be able to right click on something they're seeing on their dashboard and, and nothing happens because there's mm -hmm. that data hasn't been retained. And so that is one of the issues we've seen with network performance management solutions in general. It's like we did not, some of the tools we have do not retain that data and just give us summarized, summarized information. Right. What, what do you see some trends happening in the monitoring tool space and what are some of the big emerging differentiators in those trends? Uh, openness of platforms is essential. There's network teams need to be able to integrate their tool stacks with a, a wide variety of mm -hmm. uh, systems. Uh, IT service management, which I mentioned earlier, um, and automation uh, and, and, and um, orchestration solutions are often need to be, they often uh, are integrated with uh, monitoring solutions. Mm -hmm. uh, with, and there's also sec security operations. Network operations teams and security teams are collaborating more and more each year in our research. And so they, they need to integrate uh, data sources and tool stacks and, to enable uh, a shared world, a view of the world and also um, collaborative workflows. Mm -hmm. um, Scalability of monitoring tools is also a priority for larger enterprises, um, mm -hmm. especially as they move into the cloud, uh, because they need to be able to scale into a, 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 the hyperscale possibilities of the cloud. You know, as, uh, DevOps teams just keep adding more and more workloads to their cloud estate, and you know, the tools need to be able to monitor more and more uh, stats and collect more and more data and store more and more data. Um, and extensibility, the ability to collect different kinds of data from different places. As companies expand their use of the cloud, for instance, they need to combine analysis of their network data with whatever data they're able to pull out of the cloud. Um, so be able to extend tools to correlate insights across those different data sources would be really important. Right. Uh, some of those things you just mentioned actually probably lends to my next question, but um, when you're talking to clients, what are some things you recommend they need or they specifically look for when purchasing network monitoring and network security solutions? Um, well, you don't want to disrupt the tools and processes that you already have in place. So when you purchase a new monitoring solution, uh, make sure it can integrate with many of the other tools that you already have. Mm -hmm. um, also, these tools should be relatively easy to use, so they fit into existing workflows and are, you know, don't require a lot of training to get up and running. So, it's especially because 
as much as possible, um, you want these tools to be usable by a wide variety of people, not just your tier three network engineers who are the ones who do all the technical wizardry, but the, the tier one uh, technicians and admins who have less skills, they need to be able to get inside out of the tools as well. So make sure that that's a possibility. Uh, so I'd say keep those things in mind. Right. You mentioned a, a little bit of a comment of more collaboration between NetOps and SecOps. Um, like you, I've been in the network management space for a long time, and I've historically seen a constant battle between the DevOps teams and the NetOps teams. Uh, and, and the big question, is it the app or is it the network that's where the performance issue or the outage is occurring? Are, are you still seeing this as much, and are they doing more between NetOps and DevOps to uh, better collaborate and leverage tools and data? It, it, it varies. Um, I, I, I talked to one network architect uh, last year who uh, was uh, working at a very large retail company, um, okay. and his company was moving a major e-commerce application out into the cloud. And so he, he was told that uh, the DevOps team was going to absorb the network team and be like a unified group, right? And then he was brought in to consult with DevOps on specifying the architecture for the public cloud environment of the, the uh, e-commerce application. Uh, naturally, that involved him you know, educating them on how to put in controls for mm -hmm. CI compliance. But then he was not absorbed in the DevOps team. And much of his network architecture team was laid off as the amount of network infrastructure on-prem was reduced. And he and the remains of his team are retasked to focus on a software-defined WAN transformation. Um, and then as he was involved in that, um, the uh, DevOps team came to him and said that they had a major PCI compliance issue. Could you come take a look in the cloud? And he did. And he found that all the things that he had recommended to them to uh, establish PCI compliance in the, uh, um, the infrastructure as a service environment had been ignored and they basically had to start from scratch. So there's still this disconnect, right? So all, but, but in turn, on the operations side, all these teams are likely to have tools that use similar, if not the same data, packets, metadata, logs, um, being a few flow logs from your cloud environment, mm -hmm. application performance management, network performance management, security monitoring and analysis tools all consume similar data and analyze the same data. Having a unified data source can really help in terms of total cost of ownership, instrumentation complexity, uh, the cost of data collection, but it also can help with collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, if you have one place where all the data is and all the tools are going there to pull that data, you're necessarily going to have to work together to make sure you're all protecting that data quality, um, making sure it's collecting the data from the right places. You might have a gatekeeper, but you're gonna have like uh, processes in place there. And from there you can build a foundation for cooperation elsewhere. If you have, uh, all, and if all the tools are looking at the same data set, they're gonna agree on reality, which means they're gonna have fewer conflicts. So um, that means having like a really good packet capture solution to support that. Uh, you know, a company like Endace, for instance, can support that with the um, the very mm -hmm. barrier grade solutions they offer around packet capture appliances and arrays. Yeah, no, definitely um, the the integration and leveraging of common data is is key. I keep hearing that more and more. 
So Seamus, looking out, what's the one thing you recommend for our listeners to really think about or pay attention to over the next six to 18 months uh, as you know, the ever-shifting battle for network security and network performance uh, continues to evolve? Um, well, the one thing I see is uh, the, <laughs> you're not going to see all these people go back to the office. So really, if you're sort of trying to just get by with the new reality of all these people working from home, you, you need to you, you need to operationalize for real and, 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 and uh, figure out how everyone can work together to secure and, and connect people from wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Because our research is showing that while some people are going to go back to the office, the population of people working from home is, is going to remain larger than it was a year ago forever. Um, on the other hand, so it, on the other side of things, like f- from the perspective of your, your silos and, and the, the, the people in the IT organization, establish formal partnerships between the groups that need to access the data that is analyzed to understand uh, security, performance, uh, application health and performance, network health and performance. Um, set up those formal best practices and processes for working with a solution like Endace and the and the tools that are connecting to Endace to mm-hmm. pull the data they need um, to make sure that everyone is it, it, to make sure that you have good data quality, uh, no data cl- conflicts, um, a comprehensive view of whatever environment you're trying to look at, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so that the tools that you're using. Can, are, are going to successfully tell the truth about what's happening in your environment mm-hmm. across those different silos that are trying to work together to manage through this this current crisis. Yeah. Seamus, uh, thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing your tremendous insights and in how to better manage networks. We'd ask our listeners to tune in next time for another edition of the Endace Packet Forensic Files. For more information about Endace's network packet capture platform and our integrations with our fusion technology partners, please go to endace.com. Seamus, again, thanks for joining. Thanks, Michael.